0: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason. And elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Change can be a scary word. Uh, Most businesses say change is good. You go first. But what if change and new businesses and new people are actually good for both the economy and for regular workers. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. You kind of have to get past the headlines to dig in and really look at what is all of this change? What does it mean? And can it be good for regular workers as well? Well, Uh, Really pleased to have joining us on the show Ryan Streeter. He's Senior Fellow and Director of Domestic Policy Studies at the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us today.
1: It is good to be with you. Thanks. So let's uh,
0: jump into this whole idea that you have been uh, talking and writing about uh, lately, and that is uh, this embracing dynamism, why this is so important and why this can be a good thing in terms of public philosophy.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on to talk about it. I think the reason it's important right now is there's been kind of a confluence across the political divide on both the left and the right around this idea that um, working class people are kind of leading stagnating lives. And the best way to address that is through a range of different sort of social safety net and social insurance programs, um, wage subsidies, more money for child care, those sorts of things. And, And while each of those issues uh, might be worth debating on their merits individually. Um, the problem that these policy ideas are supposed to solve, which is to improve the prospects of um, middle class and working class people, still kind of goes unresolved. And what um, what I think the, the, the research really shows is that when you have a more dynamic society where there's grassroots dynamism, where you have more firms starting, more people without fancy degrees starting uh, businesses uh, at the grassroots. You have more um, – you actually have better jobs for for middle Americans, for working-class people, for middle-class people. And I think that's that's pretty clear in the economic literature, but it's not showing up in our policy debates. And so I think this this notion that a more dynamic society, which is not just about new startups, but about – having more creativity and rewarding the incentives for starting something in the first place is something we need to be talking about more.
0: Yeah, I I love that uh, because it it does seem that uh, both the political left and the political right are are kind of having their own duel over who's really the party of the worker uh, and the working class. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the process, I think they're both putting out policies uh, that are not good for, for the working class. They, they may sound good. They might be a good bumper sticker slogan or a campaign, you know, fundraising email. Uh, but I want you to dig in and, and talk us through some of that stuff in terms of the creativity and, and the dynamics in society and why that's good.
1: Yeah, sure. And and actually, you, the point you made is really important uh, for a couple of reasons. First, first and foremost, is that when we survey um, Americans, and we we have a, a we we do a lot of national survey work at at AEI as well, we find that working class Americans aren't exactly all that excited about the kinds of things that people in Washington say that they need. You know, <laughs> they they actually are more likely to believe that Americans should be able to start and build a business than more highly educated, more affluent people are like the, the American dream is still very alive and well for the working class. So trying to hand them a wage subsidy or an expanded child tax credit isn't even what they're actually asking for. And to your, to your question about uh, rewards to creativity and dynamism, I think it's, it's worth pointing out a couple of things. One is that um, happiness is generally associated with fulfilling potential, right? When, when we're all, we have dreams, we have aspirations. And if we're, Succeeding on the path of fulfilling them, we actually experience a, a, a lot of happiness in our lives and, and it doesn 't really matter how much money you make. it has to do with fulfillment and so having a society that makes it possible for people to dream dreams, however big or small, and to find a way toward them, you might need a technical certification, you might need to move across town so that you can can enroll in a program. Every step you're making towards that dream increases your sense of achievement and accomplishment. And that's actually very important for policymakers. It's not just about how many dollars and cents you're earning per hour. It's about living in a society that makes those things possible. And secondly, um, what's really interesting and hardly ever discussed um, in Washington, for sure, but but among policymakers more generally, is that when you have a more dynamic society where lots of things are being started, lots of small businesses are getting created, and that also means some are closing but when you're living in this kind of environment where there's lots of new things springing up a lot, you have higher levels of job satisfaction. When you look at surveys on top of, of labor market data, you find that that people who work hourly wage jobs are actually happier with their jobs when they live in a place where a lot of that activity is going on. And it kind of makes sense. If you've ever lived in a place like that, you know that you know even if, if you're working at one place and you're working by the hour – and another company starts that, that where your skills are relevant, you can job up. You know, you can move yeah. from company to company. And that's actually how a lot of Americans experience upward mobility. And so this idea that having, a, you know, a more dynamic society actually creates instability, which is the way that both the left and the right have begun talking about it, is actually just not true if you look at, at the survey data and how people actually feel about their lives when they live in places.
0: Uh, I think that's so vital to to really factor all of that in. That we're, we're ones that believe here on, on this program that it, it's really the entrepreneurs are the ones that really drive freedom in the end. Uh, and I guess in the beginning, it's always been that way in this country. Uh, and that the, the joy and the satisfaction, the fulfillment that you talk about, uh, I think is also important because people do want to be part of a winning story. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And often it's those startups that provide that kind of space. And it's also the startups to me anyway, that seems like they value unique talents and gifts and skill sets, because in a, in a small company or a, an upstart company uh, you got to have the best of everything you can get. And uh, when people get a chance to use their skills and abilities, uh, the satisfaction level uh, seems to skyrocket as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it really is true. And, And the more satisfied people are with their jobs, um, the more productive they are. Uh, when we when we're happier with our work, we actually work harder. And so, these things are are mutually reinforcing. So if you if you feel like you're doing meaningful work, that really is taking advantage of your skills. It's stretching you. Um, you're going to actually work harder, and you're not even making a conscious decision most of the time to work harder. It's just what happens. It's how we're built and how we're we're wired. And, you know this is a this is a really important theme all throughout our, our history as Americans and when you go back to the Declaration of Independence and you look at life liberty and the pursuit of happiness this notion of, of happiness being um, the, the, the the ability to be free enough and to have enough options to, to to build something and fulfill your potential was very much at the heart of that concept yeah. I mean when when Jefferson and the founders were talking about that stuff they were familiar with this this notion throughout Western history. And, and you can find it all the way through our country. And if you read Abraham Lincoln's speeches, he's very much about this. And we sort of lost that a little bit. I mean, you know, not not entirely, but in the last few years, this this idea that people can make, build, create a life for themselves has kind of fallen to the back burner. And I've had people in Washington who have important jobs and, you know, on Capitol Hill in elsewhere in government, you know, tell me that those days are behind us. And I just don't think that's true, and I don't think that's what most Americans believe. And it's certainly not, when I am talking with my friends and family scattered all throughout the country, it's certainly not how most people think about things. So our policymakers need to catch up with where Americans are, which is that this this idea, of dynamism is very much a part of how we understand ourselves as Americans and we need a policy environment that, that's focused on it. And we just kind of, we've lost it at least for now. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to recover it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Ryan Streeter, Senior Fellow and Director of Domestic Policy Studies at AEI, our friends over at American Enterprise Institute. And Ryan, I want to have you back to really get in with us uh, some of the policy things that we should be looking for and hoping for to keep that dynamism uh, an important driving force uh, for the future as well. But thanks for joining us today. Yeah,
1: happy to come back. Anytime. Thanks a
0: lot. All right. Uh, Again, great insight there from Ryan Streeter from AEI. And it is this idea. People want to be part of a winning story. They don't want to have everything laid out by the government. They don't want to have all that command and control. Uh, They want to have an opportunity to be part of something. And too often our public policy gets in the way of having new businesses, entrepreneurial businesses, startup business, and having that natural churn where we learn things. Many open, some businesses close, uh, but we need to make sure that it is not the government deciding who wins and loses, who opens and who closes, who has the advantage and who has the safety nets and who doesn't. Uh, we've got to get that back, that dynamic component back to we the people. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave
1: Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.